Hi, friends. Welcome to another episode of Real Life. I'm Lisa, and today we are going to be talking about judging others, specifically what it means, why we do it, and how to do it less. We also go into explaining why judging others is about us and reasons that we should stop judging people. This podcast is not intended to replace therapy, counseling, seeing a psychiatrist, or medical doctor. All information is researched and opinions are my own. I am a mental health registered nurse and professional content developer. So let's get started. Let's start with judging others, what it means, why we do it, and how to do it less. Well, we do it without even noticing. We see a homeless stranger on the street and a flurry of judgments comes to mind. That person is probably too lazy to get a job or they're likely a drug addict or even they're crazy and and they are dirty. We don't even know that person's story. We don't have an iota of information Yet the voice of judgment rings loud in our heads, leading us to snap judgments, stereotypes, or assumptions. How about the times people have made unfair judgments about us? Maybe we made a simple mistake and someone assumed we were absent-minded. Or, or perhaps they assume our political beliefs based on our gender, race, or how we were brought up. If we know it hurts when it's done to us, why do we continue to judge other people in the same way? It's quite the phenomenon. Instead of building a connection based in love and understanding, It is human nature to believe others are different from us. We spend much of our lives pushing people away as a result. If we are to make any sense of this, we have to look at what judgment really means, why we do it, and how we can start to judge less and love more. So what does it mean to judge? A judgment is the sum of our thoughts, our feelings, and our observations. Our brain is forced to make tons of judgments every day, some good, some bad, and some neutral. When we're driving, we have to assess if it's safe to switch lanes before doing so, right? That's a judgment we make, and quite a useful one at that. If we see someone helping an elderly lady cross the street, 
we might make a positive judgment about their character. The problem with judging people is that we reduce them down to a handful of characteristics, completely ignoring the fact that people are complex, three-dimensional beings with many different sides. For instance, we may judge someone based on their upbringing. By mentally labeling someone as spoiled, we dismiss the notion that they can sometimes be selfless and sharing. After a moment's observation, we tend to think we've got someone figured out for the most part, and we don't leave much room to be proven otherwise. In truth, we've no idea if the person helping the elderly lady across the street is truly a good Samaritan, or if he or she is in that moment stealth, stealthily robbing her blind. So resisting the urge to judge someone doesn't mean we have to agree with everything they do. It's okay to disagree with someone's opinions or actions. For instance, if your boss loses their temper and starts hurling insults, it's all right to think that they are acting inappropriately because they are. The difference between having an opinion and judging someone is that when you judge, you are dismissing their feelings and experiences, uh, in essence, writing them off. So instead of seeing your boss as someone who is having a very difficult day, or has struggled with controlling their anger, you see a hot-headed maniac. Why do we judge? The root of all judgment comes from one place and one place alone. Ego. When we see someone behaving in a way that we disagree with, we think, I would never act like that. I'm better than that. I'm more righteous. I'm more hardworking. I'm smarter. Putting someone else down makes us feel temporarily better about ourselves. The ego is a master magician, constantly deflecting our attention, distracting us from our own shortcomings, and the work that we need to do to improve ourselves. Let's look at five ways to start judging less and loving more. First of all, remember that everyone's experience is unique. We can never fully understand someone else's circumstance, nor can we predict how we would react if we had to walk in their shoes. Everyone has fears, hesitations, and baggage that are not always apparent. When we judge, we are only looking at the part of someone that is visible to us. Their actions, behavior, or personality might make more sense to us 
if we knew what was going on underneath. Then just listen and learn. Writer Andrew Solomon said, it is nearly impossible to hate anyone whose story you know. When we are faced with a circumstance that we don't understand or that makes us uncomfortable, there is an opportunity for us to learn and grow. Listening to someone's story and trying to understand where they are coming from can expand our point of view. Then let's look for the positive. When we judge someone, we are focused on what we consider their negative qualities. Instead of criticizing, let's try looking at their positive attributes. What are they doing right? What are their best characteristics? Then let's question ourselves. When someone rubs us the wrong way, there is a reason. Instead of condemning them, look at yourself and ask, why does this bother me so much? Often the things we don't like about other people are a reflection of our own issues or insecurities. And then don't try to change people. It's not our job to change other people. We can offer advice, lead by example, and inspire people. But it is up to each individual person to decide to improve their lives. Let people have room to be who they are. The things you might not like about someone may be the very things they are already working on. Rav Berg would often teach the reason there is so much chaos in the world is that one person cannot stand the other. And this is so simple. Intolerance and lack of dignity is the cause of all suffering. It is high time we take responsibility for at least removing the chaos from within us. That says a lot. So if given the choice between a world where people are judged, criticized, and denounced, or one where people are loved and accepted, most of us would choose the latter without question. It's hard to remember that creating a loving, accepting world starts with us in both our thoughts and actions. The more that we judge others, the less room we, we have for love. And that that's it put very simply. Let's look at the consequences of judging others. When you judge, judge others, it can make you feel worse about yourself. 
you hurt other people, and it can perpetuate stereotypes. You increase negativity in your heart and in what you put out into the world. Since you cannot stop this altogether, you can take action when you find yourself judging. When you hear yourself criticizing someone, take a step back and ask yourself, do I see these traits in myself? Do I exhibit the same behavior? What do I know about this person? Am I being fair? This is what is often called a pattern interrupt, which is a technique to change a particular thought, behavior, or situation. Remember how it feels to be judged. It, it doesn't feel good to judge or, or be judged. Try to remember this the next time you are judging or criticizing. We need to try to open the door of our heart to expand our awareness and self-acceptance. Make people feel better about themselves because of you. We all have a story. You never know when you might find yourself walking in the very shoes of a person you have judged. And then there are solid reasons to stop judging people. Very solid reasons. Because judging someone does not define who they are. It defines who we are. Despite our best efforts, we all judge others. It might be over small things like a coworker who took too long of a lunch break, or it might be over bigger issues, such as a person who behaves selfishly or hurts our feelings. Psychologist and meditation teacher Tara Brock frequently tells this story. Imagine you are walking through the woods and you see a small dog. It looks cute and, and friendly. You approach and move to pet the dog. Suddenly it snarls and tries to bite you. The dog no longer seems cute and you feel fear and possibly anger. Then as the wind blows, the leaves on the ground are carried away and you see the dog has one of its legs caught in a trap. Now you feel compassion for the dog. You know it became aggressive because it is in pain and is suffering. What can we learn from this story? Well, number one, don't blame yourself. We are instinctively hardwired for survival. When we see a dog or a person that might bite us, literally or metaphorically, of course we feel threatened. We go into fight, flight, freeze mode and are unable to see the many possible reasons for another's behavior. We get tight and defensive. This is a normal first reaction. The key is to pause before we act out of this mode. Let's be mindful 
Although judgment is a natural instinct, try to catch yourself before you speak or send that nasty email and do any potential harm. You can't get your words back. Pause. See if you can understand where the person may be coming from. Try to rephrase your critical internal thought into a positive one, or at least a neutral one. After all, like that dog in the trap, we really don't know the reasons for someone's behavior. Then, depersonalize. When someone disagrees with us or somehow makes our life difficult, remember that it's typical, not about us. Remember that it's typically not about us. It may be about their pain or struggle. Why not give others the benefit of the doubt? Never underestimate the pain of a person, Will Smith said, because in all honesty, everyone is struggling. Some people are better at hiding it than others. Look for basic goodness. This takes practice as our minds naturally scan for the negative. But if we try, we can almost always find something good about another person. Repeat the mantra, just like me. Remember, we are more alike than different. When I feel critical of someone, I try to remember myself, to remind myself that the other person loves their family just like I do, and wants to be happy and free of suffering, just like I do. Most important, that person makes mistakes, just like I do. Let's talk about reframe. When someone does something you don't like, perhaps think of it as they are simply solving a problem in a different way than you would. Or maybe they have a different timetable than you do. This may help you be more open-minded and accepting of their behavior. The Dalai Lama says, people take different roads seeking fulfillment and happiness. Just because they're not on your road doesn't mean They've gotten lost. Let's look at our own behavior. Sometimes we may be judging someone for something that we do ourselves or have done. For example, the next time uh, we find ourselves yelling at someone while we're driving, ask yourself, have I ever driven poorly? Of course, we all have. Educate ourselves. When people do things that are annoying, they may have a hidden disability. For example, some people with poor social skills may have Asperger's syndrome. So if someone's invading your personal space, as someone with Asperger's might, remember again, it's not about you. In fact, that brings up a quote from Albert Einstein. He said, everybody is a genius, 
but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it is stupid. Hmm. We want to give the person the benefit of the doubt. And I mentioned this before, and it's worth saying again. Someone once told me, no one wakes up in the morning and says, I think I'm going to be a jerk today. Most of us do the best we can with the resources we have at the moment. Period. And then we want to feel good about ourselves. Brené Brown says, if I feel good about my parenting, I have no interest in judging other people's choices. If I feel good about my body, I don't go around making fun of other people's weight or appearance. We're hard on each other because we're using each other as a launching pad out of our own perceived deficiency. And finally, remember that judging a person does not define who they are. It defines who we are. This is real life. This is Lisa. Stay well, my friends.